Have you ever wanted to know everything about weight loss surgery? Introducing the Bariatric Beauties, hosted by me, Sherry. And me, Victoria. Tune in now for tons of great content every Wednesday, 7 p.m. London time. And 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You, you won't, won't want to miss a thing. thing. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Sherry, and this I'm is Victoria, and we are the Bariatric Beauties. So we're really excited. This is our very first live show. So you guys so are going to roll along the punches with us as we figure this all out. Um, so what we wanted to do for the first two shows is kind of give you an idea to our backstories and how we got to this place right here. Yeah. And then in future shows, we plan on interviewing some of you guys. We want to hear about your stories. We want to talk to nutritionists and doctors and um, different people from different support groups. The whole point of this podcast is we don't want to talk about ourselves 24-7, even though I'm sure Victoria and I could definitely do that. We could uh, definitely do that. We definitely could. But we don't want to make this all about us. We want to do this for you. We want to share things about the experience. If you're considering having bariatric surgery of any kind, if you're struggling with weight loss, you want to know the ins and outs about it. You want to know the stuff that they don't prepare you for. Yeah. That's, that's what we want to do. We want to share recipes. We, and we, we want, want to get to the grit and the gore, everything. Yeah. No sensor. No right sensor at all. Yeah. Grit and yeah, because yeah, there's, there's a and lot. And we want everybody to come in and chat with us. And literally, literally, we've got a chat system. So we want you to come in and chat, ask us questions when we're going along. We want everything. So come along and speak to us. Don't be yeah, shy. And it, exactly. And at any point during the show, you can send comments to us. We'll be able to respond live when we're doing the show. Um, even if the show's not on the air, send us messages. If there's certain topics you want to talk about, if there's certain yeah. advice you're struggling with, uh, we want to be as interactive and as transparent as possible. And helpful. And helpful. Um, <laughs> so obviously give us your feedback. Um, don't tell us if it's bad. I don't want to hear that. I only want good things, but no, like no, we, don't. we want the bad things. So come on. Oh, okay. We want the bad things too, but be gentle because I'm very sensitive. <laughs> and then we can help. And then, yeah, and then we can help. So that's it. So that's going to be our first show. So I believe um, the idea of today's show is we're going to talk a little bit about my backstory and how I got here. And then tomorrow we'll delve into Victoria. Um, so we're going to have a special episode live tomorrow. And then moving forward, we'll be live at this time every single Wednesday. We have already have some exciting guests coming up. So we're really excited about that. And that's where we're at. So as far as I am concerned, like I said, I'm Sherry. Um, I've shot her forward tonight to do her story first. Yeah, she, <laughs> first. she did all of the you go first for our yeah. first show. No pressure. No pressure at all. So here's me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so little backstory about me is I grew up a complete tomboy. I played sports with the guys. I was football into baseball and everything. I was never had an issue with weight. As far as I knew, there was no complexes there. I was just an active kid. I didn't have a lot of female friends. It was just a bunch of dudes and we okay. would just play outside. And I remember one day being, I think I was 11 or 12 years old in middle school and they had a physical. And during the physical, um, the PE teacher said, uh, I was 130 pounds. I think I was five foot one or five feet at the time yeah and she said basically i was fat it's outrageous it's crazy like 11 oh, years old like 11. your body's already changing you're yeah. going through puberty you're like you haven't even got to your teenagers yet you haven't even gotten to the oh my gosh so yes. all of a sudden literally in a split second your entire world just changes mm -hmm. and you're now given this comp like i didn't know that i was fat so yeah. how do you cover from that i don't even think that like, you understand what fat is even at I that age, you just wouldn't realize what is fat is what is fat you know you just wouldn't get it yeah like i was still playing with barbies and in baseball i mean if that yeah. was just something that didn't even occur to you yeah. and then like what do you do with that because what was funny is 
Yeah, I was probably five feet at the time. So I can see how on this, on the, what's considered a normal scale, that's unhealthy, mm -hmm. but I was extremely active. I, we didn't really have soda in the house. We didn't eat poorly no. and like that. Um, so that, like, what do you do at that but point? Most like, kids were like that until they just went bong. Yeah. And it's one thing you're already going through, you know, kids will tease you and stuff like that. But I, at that point I was lucky. I mean, I had, you know, the guys in the neighborhood and we would all hang out. We were all best friends. So there was no teasing between the two between us it came from a teacher and i was like yeah. wow and i don't know it, it kind of messed me up for a while yeah. and what was interesting is within a year or two i went from five feet to five seven i grew like seven inches in less than two <laughs> years. that's incredible yeah did it all myself thank you very much <laughs> oh. <laughs> But so had I, had I been 130, it could have been weight gain before a huge growth spurt. I've heard, I mean, yeah, we're not doctors, yeah. but I've heard that that happens. Yeah, so had I been five, seven and 130, I would have been completely fine and healthy and the stigma would have never been created. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't be here today, but unfortunately it happened. Um, and here we are. Uh, so then that's when it kind of started the next 20 some odd years of the yo-yo mm. diets and oh. i think uh i don't know if they had that there in the uk but we had this miracle drug in the 90s it was called no, I, you know what when you were saying that i was just thinking we didn't have anything like that i can't remember anything like really? that yeah Did my you... mom put me to the hypnotist once <laughs> really <laughs> did you know so please can you stop eating <laughs> Side note, we talk about that another day, but I'm actually a licensed hypnotherapist. Are you? I want yeah. to come to you either to say stop eating. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> You're so funny. Um, where was I going? Where Sorry. <laughs> the miracle oh, drugs. The this miracle is the first drugs. show. This is what yeah. you get. Um, <laughs> miracle drugs. Oh, we yes. don't have them. So I have think. you ever heard of um, fentramine? No. Oh, okay. That's a weight loss. Yeah. So. Fen-Fen was this miracle drug back in the 90s that was mm. going to give you all this energy, curb your appetite, you lose all this weight. Fentramine was one of the drugs, and I don't remember what the other Fen stood for. Right. So I think I was like 13, and they put me on this medication, and I started losing the weight. And I was like, okay. And all of a sudden, you're mm. starting to get a little bit of confidence again, because yeah. apparently I didn't realize I didn't have it before, because I didn't know I was fat. No. <laughs> and... uh all of a sudden, I think it was like maybe within the first five, six months, all of the news reports came out. They're yeah. going to. Oh, there you go. Look. Okay. So somebody else. Yeah. There you go. Before surgery. Yeah. So fentramine is still around today. It's just whatever okay. the other drug was or the concoction together, it, that has been banned um, yeah. ever since. Um, right. so, so when I did that, all of a sudden the news reports came out. It's bad. It's causing heart problems. It's calling all of these things. So then here you go. Hi, Mark. Hey, Mark. Um, so then you're going to the doctors, you're getting EKGs, you're getting all these, and you're like 13 years old. And you're like, did I just cause all of this damage? Mm -hmm. And then, um, sure enough, after the, the medication had worn off, you're not taking it anymore, whatever you lost, yeah. you get it back. And then you probably right. added 10 pounds to it. Cause why not? Let's yeah. bring it all back with us. Let's bring the boys yeah. As you do. Yeah. So then I think a couple of years later, there was another miracle drug. And then we would wow. do that. And then the same thing happened. And then just more EKGs and stuff. And then oh, for, and all that stuff going into you as well. As a yeah, child. And, and you don't know what kind of long-term stuff no. it's going to cause or whatever. But in the, but this, this complex has been created and now you're worried about your health. You don't want to. Yeah you know, have issues when you get like later on in life. So then mm -hmm. it was within the last 20 years, it was Weight Watchers. It was, oh, that's my mom. Hi, mom. Oh, <laughs> hi, mommy. Victoria, meet mom. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it was like Weight Watchers. It was the South Beach diet was big at one point. It was counting yeah. calories. It was then at one point it was the paleo and the whole th 30 and everything that you can yeah, think of. Yeah. And yeah. the same thing would happen. You lose 20 pounds, you gain 30. You lose yeah. 20, you gain 40. And I don't know what happened, but then something happened um, right before I turned 30. I, I think I got some blood work done. Yeah. 
And I got this, I got blood work because I, by then I was probably over 350 pounds right. and I got blood work. And I, even though I was always heavier, I never had like hypertension. I never had, um, any, any medical issues. No, I, didn't. I didn't. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like you would think you would have everything. So yeah. I guess maybe that was part of the problem is you think you're invincible. Yeah. Because you don't have that health scare. I did. I did. Mm-hmm. So I mean, every time I came back from blood work, I would literally just say and and get the uh, results. I'd be like, everything's all right on the inside. It's just the outside. Yeah, it's just, just everything is perfect. Yeah, but even like when I was heavier, I was I was still fairly active as much yeah, as I could. I, um, yeah, but I couldn't, I you become limited. Like I I would have horrible knee problems. My back would be terrible. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't do normal like exercises and stuff mm. like I can't do a squat or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so right before I turned 30, someone had passed away in my family. He was practically like a brother to me and he was only 27 years old. And he had had, he, he was also struggled with obesity, just like I did him. And I used to bond over that. We're going to lose weight together. We're going to do this together. And then he went through the same issues as me. Mm. And when he died at 27, there was this huge realization that we're obviously we're not immortal, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, there's issues. And then literally a couple months later, I had this blood work done. And for someone who never had issues, I now had type two diabetes at the beginning onset. Oh, I had no. something called something called a fatty liver. I never even heard of that before. Yeah. I was like, so not only is my outside fat, liver. but now you're calling my liver fat too. Like <laughs> what the hell? Uh, give me strength. Yeah. And high cholesterol. So I remember, um, being at the doctor's office with my mom and mm -hmm. the doctor wanted to give me all of this medication, like, yeah. you know, for diabetes. And, and then she wanted to give me blood pressure for, um, a blood pressure medicine. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't have high blood pressure. And she goes, yeah, but if you take this pill, it can raise your blood pressure. So you have to take this pill to counteract it. And like the, and she was giving me all these prescriptions and I'm one of those people, I'm not anti-medication. I'm just yeah. very worried about taking stuff. I don't even like taking yeah. Tylenol unless I'm doubled over in pain. That's just yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and I also didn't me. want to, if there was a way that I could, yeah. Like, I just didn't want to do that. I get a in my finger and I'm like, right, where's the tramadol? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a paper cut, Victoria, calm down. <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the doctor wanted to put me on this medication and I said, look, what if I just, I, I, I thought I was being serious before. Obviously I wasn't, I would always quit when you get frustrated, you know, or at a stall. I said, mm. what if I take six months and I do a complete overhaul and we just stop, we stop everything cold Turkey and we just, you know, go on there. And she goes, well, even if you lost all the weight, you're now going to have diabetes for the rest of your life. And I was like, it was well, a charmer. Yeah. Wasn't she pleasant? So I remember she filled the prescription and I was telling my mom about it and we kind of decided, I said, look, it's the beginning on stages. So it's not like the numbers were so high that it was dangerous. Mm -hmm. I said, what if I take six months? I won't fill the prescription yet. I'll take six months. And if after six months, there's no change, mm -hmm. I will do what I need to do to, to be healthier. Mm -hmm. So I didn't feel it. And I had watched this documentary about juicing uh, with oh. like the kale and the spinach and the yeah. oh. and uh, so I watched I had watched this documentary about it and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be on a juice fast. Let's try juicing. That's gonna be the new thing or whatever. Yeah. And I think I posted it about fen fen. I'm hoping well, it's more natural than fen fen. Oh, it's more natural, but ugh. yeah. Yeah, but if you mix it with beer, anyways, well, well, I'll get you on the okay. juicing track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I posted like on Facebook, I think that I, I think I'm gonna do juice this juice fast, blah blah blah. It's gonna be like ten days. So all of these people are like, Sherry, we're on board with you. People are sending pictures. They're going to the market. They're getting oh, the sweet that's nice the berries. Yes. So for ten days, I think there was like fifteen of us that did Aww. this juice fast of the spinach and the banana and like everything. So. After the, after the 10 days, everybody was checking in and everyone lost like around nine to 14 pounds, depending on where they were. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm the biggest one. I'm going to have crazy results. And I was yes. so excited. So I stepped on the scale. Guess how many pounds I lost? 
One. Oh, you are kidding me. One pound. One. In how In long? Ten, ten days, days of juicing. So no burgers, no fries, no, not even grilled chicken breast, just literally juicing fruits and vegetables and, and so you vitamins. Didn't even lose water either. I you thought for like, sure. Yeah, and I'm sure like, lot, yeah, because I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of the, those pounds that people lost, a lot of yeah. those probably water weight. Yeah. So I thought for sure I would have that. And so, so then you're like, well, shit, this didn't work out. <laughs> so what do you do now? But so normally I would have been like, F this and go back to old patterns. Yeah. But because you now have that fear yeah. of, of the diabetes and all of these things, I said, nope, I'm not going to focus on the scale. Right yeah. now, the focus on, let's, I, I'm very stubborn. Yes. So my, okay. my determination was I'm going to prove this. Pre- your mom will uh, vouch for that. <laughs> I'm sure she can vouch. I'm quite stubborn. Um, so I was like, I'm still going to go through with it. So I didn't mm. juice, obviously, for six months. But I would have mm. like a juice in the morning. And I was watching my calories. I started walking all the time. And did that for six months. And I remember the day I went back to the doctor. And I had gotten retested. Mm. And she was looking at the results. And she goes, fantastic. She's like, the diabetes has been reversed. The fatty liver is no longer there. The oh, cholesterol okay. has been normal. And she goes, see, Sherry, this is why it's so important to be on the medication. Uh-huh. And I, was, I didn't, I didn't even fill the prescription. And I was kind of, I, I admit, I was kind of snooty about it. Cause I personally didn't like the <laughs> attitude that she gave me. Like, yeah, exactly. Ding. Yeah. Ding. So, um, but after six months, I only lost 20 pounds Yeah, in the entire time. So yeah. it was kind of like when you realize there, it wasn't so much about being lazy or not committed, no, there was God, no. you know, something else going on there. So yeah. I, re- I remember years ago, people, because, because bariatric has been around for like 30, 40 years. Yeah. I, like, yeah. yeah I, didn't I didn't really know either. Yeah, I had an aunt who had had, I think. The band, the band was the in thing, wasn't it? The band. Yeah, the band. That was the real, yeah, the the thing. Yeah. Um, For me at the time, when I used to hear about people having this weight loss surgery, I used to think of it as cheating. I was like, you obviously didn't, you know, put the weight on overnight and you're just going to cut it off. I said, to me, I was like, that's, I thought that being an obese person, I thought that was being lazy. Yeah. Yeah. But then you get to this point where you've done everything else and you've really tried as hard. And I remember Eric would watch me in tears sometime because I'm working yeah. out and I'm cutting it and the scale is just Dude, not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're just like, it's not fair. No. So I, I, we had gotten insurance, uh, our insurance had changed and now they were now offering bariatric surgery. And right. I was like, maybe we'll look into it. Like I've never yeah. so much as been in, I've never been in the hospital. I've never been under anesthesia. I was very lucky. I think yeah. I, I broke my elbow bone, my funny bone. Once. Okay. Uh-huh. That's a different story. That's a very funny. Well, we'll, we'll save that for another day. Um, but I, I never, I was, I was terrified of it, but I was like, you mm. know what? Obviously there's something wrong. So mm. I need to go figure it out. So I met with, um, I was calling the insurance company and it was one of those situations where the hospital would be covered under your insurance, but the doctor who performed it wasn't. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. I hear that quite a lot in America. That's quite crazy. Yeah, apparently yeah. it's a lot more common. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, let me find the doctor then. So then I find a doctor who's covered in my insurance, but the hospital that they work it's at, a, yeah, that, that's not covered. Yeah. So by now, it's kind of like when you first have the idea, when you kind of accepted the idea of bariatric, now that's all you think about. Because yeah. now you're kind of like, now the option is being taken off the table. And you're like, no, yeah. I made the decision that I'm going to look into this. Now I want the yeah. option to look you're into it. Yeah. So now that stubbornness, I'm literally calling insurance companies every day, almost mm-hmm. every day for three yeah. months. Yeah. Same, I kept getting the same runaround. So finally, I got a, um, I talked to somebody from insurance and she goes, okay. I finally like had to ask around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's four places in Southern California right. where, where both the doctor and the hospital are covered. And I said, fantastic. And she goes, and she was late, 
she was naming off the different places. One is like three hours away. Yeah. One is like two and a half hours away. One okay. was like, I think four and a half hours away. So it was a but. Yeah, there's always but. a but. <laughs> but, and then there was the fourth one. The last option was literally 25 minutes from my house. Oh my God, brilliant. And I was like, talk about maybe the universe is kind yeah. of telling yeah. something. So I met, I met with that doctor. I fell in love with him. Like his bedside manner was so good. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just remembered something so simple is the chairs in the waiting room were designed for overweight people. I because, love that. Yeah. And I, I love that. That's obviously, normal. <laughs> no, and obviously because all of his patients are, you know, have obesity That's issues amazing. and stuff like that. But this was catered to me. Like it, they wanted me to be able to sit comfortably because yeah. you can't do that in a restaurant or in an airplane or nowhere. Yeah. I remember being on an airplane one time and the seatbelt wouldn't fit. I can't even get on an airplane because I can't fit in the seats. I couldn't, couldn't even fit in yeah. the seat. And I had heard things that if they found out, if you couldn't buckle it, then you had to pay for like a second seat or That's something. That's it. Like that. Yeah. You have two seats. They so do. I, and I was broke. I mean, like we scrounged everything to go on this trip. And I remember putting a blanket around and every time somebody walked by, I just went, and I would just pretend like I was sleeping and I was, so, I was just so embarrassed and mortified. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, you see this chair in a doctor's office. And I just sat and I'm like, it's not, yes, this is me. <laughs> this is so glorious. That was almost like the turning point. I was like, I like this guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I met with him, I fell in love and I was like, all right, let's start the process. Um, I didn't really tell really too many people about it. I was kind of afraid because I had the mindset that oh, it was this is what, sorry, Mark's just said, um, if you fit, if you don't no, sorry, if you fit in the seat and can't buckle, they give you a seat belt extender, but it's still embarrassing. Yeah. You need to ask yeah. for one. Yeah. Well, where were you asking years ago? I, di I didn't know that that was an option. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we know now. Well, now, well, now everybody. Yeah. Now you can tell everybody. Cause you don't um, need it. Well, I don't need it now. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Uh, so yeah, so I finally went through the process. I had the gastric sleeve on September 19th, 2014. Uh, the morning of surgery, I think I was 338 pounds. I had mm -hmm. lost like 12 pounds or something like that beforehand. Yeah. And yeah. that's when everything just changed. And I'll never forget waking up in the hospital and I had like this, this cup, um, it was like for, for nausea. So yeah. I, I must've been nauseous from the, the. Anesthetic. Yes. Thank you. Um, That's all right. cause, and I, like I said, I, I've never had anesthesia before. So, and then I remember like being in the, in the room. And at one point I kind of just looked at Eric and I had like this cheesy grin. I'm like, <laughs> like that was your because you don't I had no idea what to expect yeah yeah they, yeah they didn't really prepare you for what the next steps were going to be like what the mental and the physical yeah. and the emotional yeah. and the real toll and so looking back now if people tell me that I cheated and people have told me which is unfortunate yeah and, and I mean. If you have not gone through the surgery yet, or if you have, I'm sure it's happened to you where somebody will tell you like, oh, you just yeah, less. Oh, you just cheated. Yeah. So when people tell me that I cheated now, I said, yeah, I did. But yeah. not in the way that I, you I sometimes, I don't even get the, you cheated. So if you tell somebody, they suddenly go, and then they don't yeah. want to have a conversation with you. Yeah. But I I can get snooty too. So when people say that I cheated, I go, yeah, I did cheat, but not for the way that you think. Yeah. In my case, I just cheated death. I cheated diabetes. I cheated a fatty liver. I cheated becoming a, another obesity statistic. Yeah, there you go. So if you want to call me a cheater, I will own it all day long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But unless when you go through bariatric surgery, Mm -hmm. It is the hardest thing you will probably ever have to go through with the mm -hmm. greatest rewards, mm -hmm. but there is nothing cheating about it. Like yeah. everything is exactly. so specific and it, it puts you, and like, that was one of the reasons we wanted to do this show is we didn't yeah. want to sugarcoat it. It's not always sunshine and rainbows, rainbows and unicorns. Does it? No. Not? 
sometimes it's embarrassing. It's constipation. And not even just the physical changes you go through, but the yeah. mental changes. Oh, when oh it's this here. Yeah, it's all mental. The way that people treat you differently because yeah. of how you look or emotionally, like how different like relationships come. Yeah. Or now, now you might get a promotion at work that you kept getting passed on and you couldn't it's figure so out why. Crazy. It's and it's crazy it's, how it's crazy. And it's so Do sad. You know what I noticed, sorry, sorry. You know what I noticed? Friends. When I was thin that you would have the friends when i started getting fatter and fatter and fatter no they just left me the yeah. school plates didn't want to know and then as i was getting thinner and thinner and thinner other people were sort of like driven to me mm -hmm. and you were like no sorry not having that so i've got now like my little handful of friends and i know that they were with me all the way through it but yeah, yeah. And I I remember going out with a girlfriend and we had gone to a bar and like we were going to karaoke and stuff like that. And we're karaoke. And um, this guy had come up to me and he was hitting on me. And I'm not used, to, I wasn't used to getting hit on. Mm -hmm. And so I told him, I said, you know, I'm very happily married. And so we, but we were, we had been talking up until that point, just shooting the shit. And I was telling him how I had had this surgery and I had just, it only been like a year ago. I lost like 160 pounds and all these things. Yeah. And he goes, that's incredible. And, and he's like, yeah, I used to be overweight too. So we were kind of just bonding oh, about okay. that until I realized it was turning into like, he's hitting on you. And oh. I said, well, I, is, I am happily married. And he goes, yeah, but you're going to start. He's like, but not for long. And I was like, what you mean not for long? And he goes, He's like, you look good. He's like, you're going to be getting hit on all the time. And there's going to be somebody better out there for you. You're not going to want to be with, with your he husband. Know Eric. <laughs> he, he never met him before. And Eric wasn't there to defend himself. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't know Eric. I said, let um, me. And also what Eric's been through. Yeah. And like, people didn't know that. And I literally looked at him and I said, why would I want to leave him? I said, if he was with me when I was at my very worst, you don't think that he's going to deserve me at exactly. my very best. Why exactly. am I going to go and leave that? And it finally kind of shut him up and he walked away. But it was, it's just so amazing <laughs> how people's perceptions yeah. just change. And I, and I was blown away because I was, I'm still the same person. I'm still, yes. I'm still goofy and nerdy and <laughs> I go out of my way to you embarrass are. Eric when I can, you know, just to make him uncomfortable. So that never changed. So why is it that all of a sudden I'm more desirable That's or, right. or whatever? Um, so yeah. So one of the things that we wanted to do is just kind of give you guys. Somebody else just come on. Hello. Hello. Um, we kind of just want to talk about how we got here and what we can do moving forward. And I know mm -hmm. in my case, because everything I had tried never worked, uh, I thought for sure that the sleeve was not going to work for me. Yeah. And like, I know some people had their goal, like I'm going to be 140 pounds or I'm going to be 150 pounds. My goal was, I just want to break 285 pounds. Yeah. Because I every, just want to walk. And just walk, or it could have been something so minor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in my case, it was a number because whether, when I was doing all of those other diets, I could get down to 285 and then it halted entirely and right. nothing would budge for a long time. So I was like, if this surgery gets me to 284, I call that a freaking success at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then so people would ask you, well, what's your goal weight? I've never been there. I've never been there. <laughs> Let's know when I get there. <laughs> I think like the well, lowest- What does it look like? <laughs> what, yeah, what does it look like? Because you can have five or six people in the same height and weight as me, and we're gonna look um, completely different. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I'm I same yeah, I can't tell you what my goal is. I was like, when you see me smiling in pictures more often, uh, you'll know that I'm there. Because yeah. it would get it would get to the point where you don't want to be in pictures. No. You don't want to be in like you really don't want to go to. Okay. I hated. I hated going to any kind of a crowded place that had like bar stools or something yeah. like that. Um, I hated going to restaurants when like you can't even fit into the booth and you're just so on the chair. Even on the or chair, it was chair, great. Yeah. And I remembered I had seen, um, I don't know if you ever watched that movie. What was it called? Oh, I know the one you're going to talk about. Is it with Jack Black? Yes. 
in Gwyneth oh, Paltrow. Oh, Shallow How. Shallow How. Yes. So I remember seeing that movie and I was really big. And I was, at one point I cried because I literally felt that character. Yeah. And I remember when I went on that trip uh, where I was on the airplane, um, we had just landed. Everybody was taking a nap because we had like this really early morning flight. And yeah. I was in Maui and I was like, I've never been here before. And I'm yeah. taking in the sights and I'm sitting on this chair, like one of those lawn chairs. Yeah. And I'm soaking up the sun. And I think I was on the phone and I hung up the phone and I was just like chilling. And then all of a sudden you hear a rip and I fell through the chair. And I was like, oh. not me, not today, please no. Not today. <laughs> I literally just got to paradise. And all I could think was that scene in that movie. And I was like, I have become that person. And what I loved about the movie is it really did, it really did a good job of showing the inner beauty and like yeah. the hour. Cause I always felt that way. I always felt like I was, I felt like I was a good person. I just felt I was like me inside. Yeah. The, only, the only difference was I wasn't confident anymore. Yeah. But I was still me, but unconfident. Yeah. And I would go, um, I used to always say like, fake it till you make it. You yeah. know, so I would always, you always put on a fake smile. Yeah, that's me. yeah I say like, that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. but then inside you're like i hope they're not judging me i hope they're yeah. not commenting on me um i didn't want people to like walk around and be like oh how sad she yeah. really let herself go yeah absolutely i so, don't go anywhere not even yeah. to family's house because i didn't want mm -hmm. them to judge me yeah because i don't like fat people so i didn't want them to judge oh. me well, I like I I don't think it's been very rare that I've been judged to my face. When when you work retail, I used to work retail and I would love it like I remember working at a record store and there was like this 16-year-old kid who wanted to buy a rap album, but it had like that parental advisory so you had to be 18 years old to buy it. Oh, okay. So he was trying to be all high and mighty to his little girlfriend and he puts the CD down and I'm like, Aww. "I'm so sorry, I can't sell it to you," you know? And he's like, no, no, it's cool. Like I'm over 18, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's trying to puff out his chest for his lady. And I was like, I need to see your ID. Like, I'm really sorry. And then he got so mad that the only thing he could come up with as he's leaving is why don't you eat some more fatty? And I'm like, tell me another one. <laughs> over, over a CD? Like that's the first thing that comes to. And so like nobody ever, you know, criticized or anything else about me it was always just the weight like that was like the one like little yeah that you was, can put yeah. in that would push my buttons that's me yeah i freaking yeah hate I, it. I just say it does push your buttons it yeah. does every time i think as as well every time anybody mentions anything surrounding weight yeah uh, you, that's your backups immediately up you know because yeah. you're thinking they're looking at me they're thinking it's me and you you immediately you know think it's you you know, yeah. And I know that like people who are genuinely nice, like I know that there are people out there who feel bad for your situation. Mm -hmm. So they want to make you feel better. Yeah. And they'll, and they'll be like, Oh, Sherry, like you look like you've lost a couple of pounds. Have you? Oh, and I know. That's even I worse. Know. You're like, bitch, I gained 25. So I know you're full <laughs> of shit. Right now. I appreciate you trying to be nice, but yeah. You're, I you're feel like a you're, bullshitter. You're, no, you're a bullshitter and you're now making it obvious that there's an issue. And so now like your, your self-consciousness is now heightened because heightened. you now drew attention or my favorite is you go to places or functions and they're like, Oh, Sherry. Oh, by the way, my friend's sister just went to UCLA medical and she lost all of this weight. If you want the number, let me know. I'll get the number for oh, you. And you're yeah, like, oh yeah, you're like, it's, well. it's Thanksgiving and it's supposed to be a happy day. And now, <laughs> and now and I don't even want to have to shit. <laughs> you literally just made me feel shit in two seconds. And now I hate myself. So, yeah. yeah. So like, I get that sometimes people, think that they're trying to help you but they're making but they're not but they're not <laughs> just that up. yeah so i one of the the biggest things is i like i said i wanted to get down to 285 that was my goal mm. and so because nothing else worked i was like i need to kind of shift the mindset a little bit i kind of mm. need to do things differently 
So when you're, when you're doing a fad diet or something like that, and you're not having sugar, you're not, you're like, I'm going to cut out all bread. Yeah. All of a sudden, all you're doing is focusing on the bread. And then you start obsessing about the bread yeah. that you have. You and then it's like the forbidden fruit. Like now I just want bread 12 hours a day. And it, and I was like, okay, so we, we can't do that. Cause when you have the first, for me, the first month was purely liquid. There, yeah. there was no solid food of any kind. So, yeah, same. so I decided instead of focusing on all of these things I can't have, what can I do differently? So I decided to kind of make like this vision board of all of these things that I wanted to accomplish that either A, I had never done before or B, I hadn't done in 20 years. And so I was yeah. just posting pictures of all Good of idea. these. Yeah, yeah they, they call them. I didn't know at the time, but they call them NSVs, which was like a non-scale victory. Right. Something as basic as tying your shoes or crossing your legs or whatever. So yeah. I post all of these pictures up. And, and when I was feeling down or when I was struggling, I would close my eyes and I would visualize myself doing these things. And yeah, then I would, I, I would try to genuinely feel what that excitement would be like when the time came and this actually came true. So that kind of decided became the new catalyst where I started just focusing on all the positive, the potential positive things mm -hmm. instead of focusing on this little one ounce cup yeah. that you can have. I yeah. think for me, it was like <laughs> four to six ounces an hour. Yeah, and yeah, I would yeah. set my timer and I would have my little sip and then <laughs> yeah. I just set the timer and I would stare at it because it was hot in September. And I'm like, come on. Go ahead, I need, I need another ounce. I need that. Like you're jonesing. And then like the timer, huh, and then you have like your little. That's what it's, yeah. Yeah. That was the first week or so is literally me, me staring at timers waiting when I can have protein again or have a sip. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I remember recovering at home and you couldn't do anything cause you're resting your body's no, like, it. and I would watch TV and every five minutes there was food. Every, I didn't realize how much food it's crazy and you know what it reminds it's me it's of? like every other advert yeah it was it was like in every tv show every tv movie. show they're at dinner yeah they're, they're always eating yeah. and i'm like what in the world and i was like i didn't realize how much food is out there oh, and then sorry. it reminded me like if, if you get a new car and you get like an acura for the first time and you're driving around your acura and you're like man, there's a lot of Acuras on the road. Did everybody just go out and buy That's Acuras? It, yeah. And like, you're like, no, people do not go out and buy Acuras just because you bought one. They've been <laughs> driving Acuras. You just yeah. didn't notice because yeah. it wasn't related to you. Yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden, that's when it occurred to me that there was so much food out there that you don't realize. So then I'm like, that's it. We're turning off the TV. So I would yeah. turn off the TV. And then what I wanted to do is because when you can eat food again, you can't. Mark eat just said because Mark's just said he listened to a lot of audio big, uh, books to avoid yeah. that TV scenario. That would be a really good idea. So yeah, that would be a good I idea as well. And I don't. I'm sure they had audio books back then. I I never wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't know about them at the time. But that yeah. would have been. But 2014. Or, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know how popular or as popular. Yeah. They yeah. As they um, are now. But that would be a huge thing I would tell people now is turn off the TV. And that's a great idea. Listen to audiobooks or maybe listen yeah. to podcasts. We yeah. have one to listen to. We hear it now, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, but definitely divert your attention away from it. And yeah. even, though, even though we couldn't eat at the time, I started going online and looking up recipes because yeah. I'm Italian. So we eat a lot of bread and pasta. Yeah. And when it was time to eat, I knew we weren't going to be able to do that. So I would go on Pinterest and I would find like a spaghetti squash recipe or all of these things. And I remember somebody telling me like, why are you torturing yourself? You can't eat right now. And I'm like, but I'm going to. And I want to be able to get to the point that when that stage comes, mm -hmm. I want to be mentally prepared for it. Mm -hmm. I want to, we like, I, I enjoy cooking, but everything you cook is in oils and fats and fries. Yeah. I was like, we kind of have to change everything. Everything. Yeah. And that's why I tell people, I was like, at the time in 2014, Pinterest saved my life. I had all these recipes saved. Yeah. And then, and then for a while, when I was able to start eating food again, I got excited because if a recipe came out and it got Eric's stamp of approval, 
<laughs> then it kind of, it made me feel, I was like, okay, then you're excited. Let's do the next recipe. What mm -hmm. other concoction can we come yeah, up with? Yeah, yeah. And then every time things would start to get a little rough or you kind of get a little bit depleted, or maybe you hit that stall, mm -hmm. I would go back and I would look at, um, I would look at an old picture of how yeah. the hardest thing is, is we're always going to be our worst critic. Absolutely. And I feel like we're never happy. No. Never happy. Um, like pits. I remember, I remember asking the doctor, um, I said, what happens if I lose all of this weight? And like, I've heard stories of all of this crazy excess skin and it can cause yeah. issues and stuff like that. I was like, what happens if I lose weight and I have all this excess skin? And he goes, well, then that means the surgery was a success, doesn't it? Yes. And I was like, Oh, well, I mean, I've always said that. I've always said I don't care about the loose skin because the more yeah. skin I have, so when I look at my body, I'm going, woohoo, more loose yeah. skin. It's crazy. Yeah. That's what I do because the more loose skin I get, and it's not loose enough. So the yeah. more loose it gets, the, bit, the better I feel because I just yeah. think I'm getting there. And I remember, um, like, there would be times, like, even when I was at my smallest, like, all of a sudden, like, when you start improving, you mm -hmm. keep finding more imperfections. You're like, okay, well, this this, yeah. this is good now. What else can we work on it? And then you yeah. keep, I would like beat myself down. Like I'm not doing enough or I'm not doing this. And thankfully Eric is like, dude, stop. And then he would pull out his phone and he would show me a picture and he goes, this is where you were. Yeah. And he's like, Look in the mirror. Like you need to focus on how far you've come instead of being like so nitpicky. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. So sometimes you just kind of have to sit back yeah, and look at the whole do. big picture. And yeah, it really puts everything into perspective for you. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah, otherwise you could just drive yourself completely mad with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I pick on myself all the time. And again, Stu sort of says to me, stop, stop it, you know? Yeah. Because look at that picture and look at that picture. Yeah. And then like, and then I, you finally go, you're like, you're right. Like I, why am I, mm. I like 10 years ago, I would have killed to be in this position right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would yeah. have done whatever I had to do. And then like, it gets frustrating that you can get somewhere. And I feel like sometimes it's just never good enough. Yeah. But I think a lot of times it's the unnecessary strains that we put on ourselves or the unnecessary yeah. expectations. Yeah. And yeah. I think a part of it too is, because you're accomplishing things you never thought possible or maybe once never thought was ever going to come to fruition. Mm -hmm. But when it does, you're like, what's the next thing? It what is. It, that's exactly right. That is exactly right. It's what you do. Yeah. It yeah. becomes almost like a minor addiction. Like mm -hmm. what other, like when I'll never forget um, my very first NSV. Yeah. I was, I was sitting at work and I was talking, I think I was talking on the phone or whatever. And I happened to look down and my legs were crossed. Now, to you and me, that is amazing. Amazing. To, to most everybody else, you're like, okay, you crossed your legs. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you want a cookie? Yeah, freak. <laughs> but when I was at my heaviest, I couldn't cross my legs. I would no. literally, if I was at a restaurant, I, I tried, like, that's more comfortable for me. So I would have to prop my leg up. And, and have it up against the table leg to keep it in place from falling oh, down. Oh, so I couldn't even do that. Couldn't even do that. Really? Really. Couldn't even do that. Nope. Yeah. My legs, my legs were, couldn't do anything. <laughs> I literally couldn't do anything. So when I was able to cross my legs, it was like, miracle. It was. And, but, and what was crazy is when you looked down, it was just natural. Mm, it wasn't that I had weird about it. Yeah, it wasn't like I had to consciously be like, no. I'm going to try to cross my legs today. No. No, I'm just working on the computer. I'm typing yeah. away. And I looked down and I was like, oh. <laughs> the crust. Like, it blew me away. And then, so when you have, like, that first NSV, you're like. You know like, what? As you're saying that, I'm getting goosebumps because it is that scenario of, yeah. like, oh, my God. So, it's sort of like I'm relating to it and remembering that first moment of crossing the legs. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was literally like, that was the highlight of my yeah, day. I know. And so like, if somebody's like, how was your day? I crossed my legs today. And they're like, <laughs> okay. Good for yeah, you. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
And I remember I was so excited that I was looking at that, um, that vision board that I made and I'm like, yeah, what else, what else can I attempt now? And yeah. then so I had created a jar. I saw something on Pinterest. I'm telling you, I was obsessed with Pinterest in 2014. Yeah. Um, so I looked on Pinterest and there's like this cute idea for like new year's, um, cute, like new year's day things where you get like a Mason jar and yeah. every time something good happens in the next year, write it down, put it in the jar. And then on like December 31st, open the jar and like see all the that's good. A, see, that's another good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I love, and I really love that idea. So I was like, why don't I do that with like my little NSVs? So I got yeah. a Mason jar and I put the date that I crossed my legs and I wrote it on the, and I put it in the oh, jar. Oh, that's such a good idea. And see, I just took photos. And I did I take photos, photos but I like the little jar thing. Yeah. And you know, what be fun is I, I, I start that from now. Cause I still got, yeah, because I've still got six stone to lose. So I'll yeah, start that now because I've still yeah, got yeah. little things that I need to, you know, again, little um, like the crossing of the legs. Yeah. I've got other, you know, other ones that I need to be able to do. And then what could be fun is I've never opened it since from back then. Oh, so really? I, I know it's in a box. We had just recently moved in the last six, seven months. So I know it's in a box. So that could be like a cute little. Yeah. You could open, you could open them. Yeah, and then kind of see like what's in there and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, and I remember when I went through it. I mean, Facebook and social media was Sorry big. About but me my glasses, I can't see, so I'm like that with my glasses. You're sticking <laughs> one down, so I do apologize. I keep going like that, and You're I just fine. noticed myself going like that again. Did you forget the camera was on you? What's happening? <laughs> just for a sec. <laughs> oh, um, oh, your glasses made me lose my train of thought again. Sorry. I know, sorry. And then yes. no, we, we were talking about your jar, and then we'll open that up. Like, we'll do that. Yeah, I think that'll be a really good. Oh, thank you. Now I remember. Um, I don't remember knowing about support groups back then. So mm. when I when I was going through it, I was blogging. Like I was writing down everything oh, yeah. that I was feeling and stuff like that. Cause I, I wanted, I was hoping that the day was going to come when everything was good and I was feeling good and I can go back yeah. and remember the struggle and remember yeah. how much it took to get to this place. So I used to blog and, um, I remember it was like a good way. That's another good thing to do. The blogging. I would anything. definitely, I, I just think anything, take photos, do blogging, do your jar anything at all even keep a piece of clothing anything just yeah. to look back and think wow look how i've look how where i've been and look where i am now yeah and i think you need to like we were saying before you keep criticizing and criticizing criticizing you know you suddenly look at the photos you look at your jar you look at all these bits you then suddenly think you know what shut up yeah and i know that there's a lot of people that don't like to talk about themselves or they don't want to admit about the surgery or, and mm -hmm. I've seen like in support groups now, like, what do I do if people ask me how I'm losing weight? And I said, number one, this is your story to tell. Like you don't owe anybody an explanation. So I always recommend writing down your feelings. Now, some people might publish them like in a blog or on social yeah. media or just do it for yourself. Cause I did mine in a journal in, yeah. uh, in an app on my phone. Yeah. And so whether or not you want to share it with anyone, this is for you. Like you don't yeah. owe anybody anything. Yeah. For me personally, I liked blogging about it because I wanted to, Help. if it helped, if it helps somebody else, then exactly. I wanted to be able to do that. Especially and you're good at writing as well. Yeah. I, and I, and I always felt that I have like a, a knack for writing. Yeah, um, you have. You wrote a book club. Well, I did. <laughs> Unzipped everybody. It's on Amazon. <laughs> you can get on Amazon or my website. Um, and that's what's so funny is I remember I had started joining um, support groups years ago and I would post like motivational things. I would do like a before and after picture. And then people would like message me like, what worked for you? Like, how did you deal with this? Or how did you deal with that? Yeah. And I would say, well, first of all, I'm not a doctor, but for me, I noticed that that's this, this, and this helped. Yeah, you know, I'm but if I know. Yeah, if it's I've any kind of medical advice, yeah, I'm not going to give that to you. But 
I can tell you that if you're, if I was having like acid, re if I was feeling bloated, like if I ate too much, then, then yeah. going immediately for a walk, like that would help, you know, relieve mm -hmm. it. And I remember Eric would be like, he's like, you know, you maybe you should write a book about this. Cause I, I think you can help a lot of people. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that, I was like, that would be really cool. And then nothing happens. And then like six months go by and I would, I, and somebody else would respond like to something that I said and like, Sherry, you're, 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 you're so motivating. Like, I really appreciate, you know, what you're saying. Like, I'm actually excited for my surgery now. I'm, and I'm like, Eric, somebody said they were motivated by something. I, I said. I love it when they do that and yeah. say that. And I was like, maybe I should write a book. And he goes, yeah, I keep, I keep telling you that, like you should do it. And I'm like, yeah. And then nothing happens. And then this went on like back and forth, like every six months I would have this idea and then nothing would happen from it. Yeah, it's a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. And then I, it was like in 2019, it was in June. I remember that it was in June and mm. I was talking to, I had joined like a new bariatric group or whatever. And we were just kind of talking and I was talking to this woman for a long time and like in, she had a lot of similar experiences that I did, you know, from, oh, okay. like, from when you're like going through obesity and stuff. And, and she was on the fence about having surgery and we were just talking about it. And I was telling her, I said, look, I can't tell you whether or not to do it. Like only, yeah. only you can make the best, like, you know, your body, you know, yeah, but I would just kind of tell her some of the things that you go through during the process, like the restricted, you know, with the liquids and stuff like that. And, uh, she ended up, I think like six months later or something like that, she ended up getting the surgery and like, and then, she, oh, and then right. I was following her journey and she was losing a ton of weight and it was amazing. And I told Eric, I said, you know, I said, something's happening. Like, I really think I should write a book. And instead of like Mr. Supportive, he's like, why don't you stop freaking talking about it and just do it already? He's like, I'm tired of you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So then it was kind of like that doctor when I was 13. I was like, yeah, well, okay. maybe I will just to show <laughs> yeah. you up or whatever. And so I went to go sit at the computer because I'm like, not that I'm pissed, but I'm like, I'm irritated. I was like, now I got to prove a point. So I'm like, I'm just going to write, I'm going to write freaking book right now. And I was sitting at the computer and it's a blank screen. And you're like, I, I didn't think this through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounded really good in my head right I now. But now, really you know, now. <laughs> yeah, now it's time to execute. And you're like, I did not think this through. Yeah. And I, Victoria, I sat at the computer for 30 minutes. Oh my like God. 30 minutes. And it's just a white screen. And you're just kind of like, <sighs> how do you start a book? How do you start a book? <laughs> and uh, so Written I was like, full. Yeah, so I had, I found like my old blogs from when I had the surgery. So I printed yeah. out some blogs and all of a sudden, That's a good sentence, idea. yeah, because like, because some things you forget, especially okay. in the very beginning. Yeah. You forget about some of those like really hard things or whatever. Yeah. So I was kind of looking through the notes and all of a sudden a sentence popped in my head. And I was like, huh. So I type out the sentence and then all of a sudden another sentence came out and I was like, Oh, and you just start typing. And then um, all of a sudden it just was not stopping. And I was mm. like, what is happening? And a whole page was written and then five pages was written. And I think I wrote for hours that day and okay. I, and I went to, and I went to bed and I think it was a Friday or something like that. Cause Saturday morning I woke and up. Mine's still going. Mine's still and going. Your mind is still night, going sleep, now yeah. you're like, that could be a really good chat. So then I have coffee and I sit and I put the headphone and I'm just like typing like a thing. <laughs> so the entire, I wrote the entire weekend. And then I think by like Sunday night, I had wrist guards. My, my wrists were hurting so bad. Oh, yeah. And I think I went to work on Monday, um, came back and was writing. And then whatever it was on day five, yeah, I wrote, I wrote the last sentence. <laughs> I like, Excellent. Oh, now, granted, it was day a first five. draft, huh? Day five. Day five. That's incredible. The, the entire first draft. And I said, maybe it was a sign. Maybe I wasn't ready. Yeah. All, all of these years before. And maybe maybe it was Eric being snarky. I don't know. <laughs> and maybe it was like the stubbornness or whatever. Eric. <laughs> we'll, we'll ask Eric. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, I felt like it was the time that I, maybe I was mentally ready to tell my story because there's certain things in the book that are embarrassing. Yeah. And the yeah. idea of somebody 
judging your experience or how mm-hmm. much do you put in or how personal do you get? Mm-hmm. And I figured if I'm going to do this, I don't want to make it sunshine and rainbows. I want to talk about the truth. And this is what I went through. And, and there's some, I don't want to say darker chapters, but there's yeah. some like sad, there's sad moments and that's the reality of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's also the euphoria of certain events that happen and, and things. And, and I wanted to be able to share one that I literally thought there was no hope for me because yeah. I had tried everything That's what else. I thought. Mm. And so when it came to this, I thought if I, if it worked for me and if I did this, I'm not saying everybody run out tomorrow and go get surgery, you know, no. like that's, that's not what I'm saying. But if you're at a place and you're consulting with your doctor and that's an option, and especially if it's a last option, yeah. ask questions, you know, yes. do your research, find out. Cause if it's a fit for you, you never know. You never know. And there's so many people now, there's so many different support groups now. Do you know what? There's you- so many people that said, I wish I'd done it years ago. That's, I tell people that all the time. All the time. I think I was, um, uh, 2014. I was 33. I had just turned 33 when I did it. Yeah. See, I and was coming up to, I was 48. No, 40, really? yeah, about 47. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it's crazy. I just turned 40 in August mm. and it's so surreal to think that I feel my body feels better at 40 than it ever mm. did in all of my twenties and thirties. Like it's insane. Shame, and, isn't it? And, and that oh, I do feel, so sometimes you want to say that you feel cheated or you feel like I, all of this time lost, but on the other hand, I would, we would not be here in this moment mm. had, had anything gone any differently. That's right. had, That's right. had I done it sooner, would I have met certain people? Would I have the certain jobs? Have. Yeah, no, you I would, don't you think it would have done. No, it would have changed. No. So yeah. I'm sure that there's, there's things that you can look back in history in your own history and be like, Oh, I wish I didn't. Yeah, that. Yeah, but, that, but don't you think anybody could? So anybody will do that now. Yeah. So and so sort of like think forward, forward, forward. Great. Yeah. You know, so now I my done attitude, it earlier, but I'm here now. Yeah. So my attitude now is whatever happened in your past or your present or your just own it, just own yeah. it for what That's it was. Yeah. That yeah. Was, those were momentary decisions. It doesn't define us. Um, mm-hmm. We can move past it. And just whether you do something good or bad, if you just own up to it and be true mm-hmm. to yourself, yep. then you're going to be fine down the road. And we're yeah. so, going to hear my story tomorrow. I know. I'm excited because we, so, so for people who are listening right now, we did this last week and we had so many technical <laughs> issues that I, think um, sitting there going, oh, I, literally, I literally spent the entire hour telling my entire story. The entire time it's cutting out, the connection's bad. We're like, maybe we're not ready for this. Like, what is happening? And then even up until literally last night at like 10 o'clock my time, it's still, we still did not have the kinks out. We still have to sort things out. And then, but what did I tell you yesterday? I said, whatever it is, it will just work out. It it will be what it is. It will be what it is. And we came on this morning a little bit before the show and all of a sudden the connection was working. <laughs> yeah. Was working. There was no glitches. And I'm I like, I just hope it's recorded. I'm telling you this right now. If this does not get recorded, or if people are not, I'm not doing it again. Not doing it again. You've only done it four times. <laughs> no, if we have to if we have to do this over again, you're going first. That's okay. how it's gonna be. And we're going to put you in the hot seat. Um, but anyways, no tomorrow. Yeah. So we, we, we're running out of time. Um, so just yeah. to let you guys know, normally the podcast is going to be every Wednesday at this time at 11 AM Pacific standard time and 7 PM UK Eastern time. Um, we're going to be doing it once a week on Wednesdays. We're doing an exception yeah. this week because we're doing my show today. And then tomorrow at this time, we're talking to Victoria and we're going to get to hear all about we, her story. We just, what, what that's all about is obviously we're going to be interviewing people. We're going to be talking about people. We want to let you know our backstory so you can hear sort of what who we are and what we're all about. 
That's basically right. what it is, isn't it? That we're nice, friendly girls. Yeah, we're pretty chill. We like to laugh. <laughs> and we also like can find the humor in everything because even though I'm pretty sure that we wanted to both throw our computers out the window, um, at least we were laughing about it the entire time. Yeah, and that's the whole entire time. And that's what we want to do is we want to we want to be here for you guys and bring humor and bring fun and bring lighthearted because at the end of the day, obesity is a very serious issue. Yeah. But I'm so glad that we're in a place that there's so many options for people now mm -hmm. and let you guys know one, you're not alone in this. We're here. Mm -hmm. um, so we definitely ask you and encourage you to reach out to us, ask us questions. If there's certain topics you want to yeah. know in the future, we have we a couple it. We have a lot, a couple of um, really fun shows planned oh. uh, for next week. Can I don't tell them? No, I don't want to tell them yet. Okay. Listen Here, tomorrow? Um, maybe we'll give them a teaser tomorrow. Okay, we'll give you a teaser tomorrow. Um, That's quite so a yeah. teaser. Now we've been saying, now me, I've said, should we tell them? That's quite yeah. a teaser. Sorry, guys. That's Sorry. your teaser. So the teaser is Victoria wants to tell you now, and I'm telling her now. That's, <laughs> That's the teaser. Um. But I think that's pretty much it. I think that's a wrap on our first yeah. show. Um, we we I enjoyed that, it. Yeah, I saw that we had some we had some people watching throughout the whole thing. So yeah, first, that was nice. Much. Thank you so much, whoever's watching. Thank and you Mark's so there. Thank you, Mummy. I love it. So hi. Um, so we'll start doing some more promotions and, and sending the links if you guys. <clears throat> excuse me, I've been talking oh. the entire time. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh. Uh, but share the word, spread the word, tell people about yeah. us. We're, we're looking really forward to doing this again each week. And if this is the first show, Don't forget mine. Me, tomorrow. tomorrow at 11 a.m. my time and 7, 7 p.m. UK time. Um, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. And this is our first show, so I can't imagine. I'm hoping we're visualizing how good it's just going to keep getting. Yeah, from that's it. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Well, well guys. guys Thank you so much for watching. And I'm going to put the outro on now that we made. The Victoria. And then, yeah, and then, but thank you, Mark. I noticed you said hello. So that's lovely of you. Thank you, darling. And um, we're going to go now until tomorrow. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. <laughs> thank you so much for listening today. We appreciate each and every one of you. Make sure you spread the word and send us topics you would love to see on future shows. You can follow our journeys on Instagram at randomthought18 and myweightloss underscore surgery. See, see you, you next week. week. That is good.